Pod Boys Productions. something that doesn't happen it doesn't happen too often hasn't happened in a long time we got a Brooklyn Nets playoff victory that we did you know the, the Lord no, of course Lord Num's the biggest Nets fan around so I got him back in the council chamber here to tell us all about that oh wait a minute do I have this right, though, Lord? Num, is that the most important thing we should be talking about from this weekend? Uh, that's incorrect, uh, mm. Sir King, Pod, whatever. No, not Sir King. Just King. Sir King. Your, Sir. Or your grace, like I said last time. You well, no, no. I'm, you I, didn't you want to. You know, since I, I can't address you formally, since I'm not formally part of the council, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, well. I'm a feature, I'm a, you know, like how they have featuring, you know, on, uh, on shows, I'm like a featured Yes. A featured yeah. player. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I... Sure, but I will dispute the, the logic of that. I mean, I do think, since I am the king, it doesn't matter if you're on the council or not mm-hmm. featured or what. Everyone's supposed to be addressing me as that, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I figured since the star and the most important thing last night were elephants, you know, I, I was probably going to just call you and in, in tribute to e Nam's favorite character, Cersei. I was going to call you uh, Sir... King. Sir King. Sir King. Sir King? Sir King. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess that's all right. Now, Lord Hand, of course, is in the chamber, the small council room as well, just uh, addressed by Lord Nam. E-Nam, my, my hand of the king of the pod. What do you have to say about this? Do, do you think you should correct Lord Nam at all, or do you think it's all right how he's addressing I mean, ultimately, as hand of the king of the pod, I'm going to do whatever I want because you're not here, but... Uh... That's true. I don't know. Yes. I don't like the. I don't like the Sir King thing. I like. I, I. feel like that's trying to get like me to have some confusion, and I don't like. I just want to keep my love for Cersei separate from anything that I'm doing professionally. Right. Your love for that, uh, and this is just. A, sounds like this is just a job for you. Then is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, Being literally, the the my job pod. is to be the hand of the king of the pod. Well, I know, but I really, I just kind of wanted more, you know, like love of the game type of thing. But you just have. Hard eyes for Cersei, a fictional character. When I'm a real person. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just literally that I'll do anything to get close to her. So that's. Well, we're gonna get into it. Of course, I was joking around about the Nets. Of course, listen to Brooklyn Rebound. You know our NBA podcasts. There's a new one out right now on this very feed. You should listen to. But you know whatever I'm talking about in the world. Game of Thrones premiered. Final season premiered yesterday. Of course, if you didn't listen to our last podcast, which came out the past week, I guess you should probably go back and do that first now. Or second. You can do whatever you want. But, I mean, there was some good discussion on there with the the same small council. Like you said, uh, Lord Hand, I'm not actually there. You guys are in the council room back in Brooklyn alone, whereas I've had to flee. And, of course, like I said on the last episode, you still haven't really found out Who's after me exactly either, Lord Hand. I assume there's no update a week later. The update is that I'm working on it. Uh, The check is in the mail, so to speak. Things are happening. Plans are being hatched. We're we're getting to the bottom of it. Are there going to be elephants, like, as part of this plan? Can I look forward to that? Depends on who you ask. Well, I'm asking you. Oh, then no. 
Damn, I'm just now nah, I get what Cersei's talking about. That is disappointing. Well, listen, we're gonna talk about the premiere uh, from yesterday as part of the Small Council podcast today, of course. So, like I said, everyone's talking about it. Even though, I mean, it was probably one of the only Game of Thrones podcasts around, frankly. But I think people will still be interested. You know, you open up Twitter yesterday. Every single trending topic is a character name or something tangential or to elephant. the show. Elephant yeah, was elephant definitely tickets. trending. I didn't see that one, but... What kind of Twitter? Were you filtered, like, specifically and, uh, you know... I thought of United States on, but maybe, maybe was that a worldwide tw- trend or maybe a New York trend? I don't know. Probably New York, because that's that's where the best viewings of Game of Thrones happen in, in New York. So where did you view it, by the way, Lord? Well, you know, I had a, a couple options. I had a couple, uh, you know, invites to go here to go there. Wow! And you know what I decided to do was to not do any of that, stay home and watch it at three a.m. So that's what I did. <laughs> I completely. I mean, I didn't forget it was on, but like I didn't. I don't pay attention to time as much usually on the weekends, or maybe just in general. And I figured I could just put it on, you know, put some Bluetooth headphones on, watch it on my 55-inch, and just uh, rock out. Rock out with uh, Tyrion and the crew. Now, let's see, how many brags did you get in during that statement? First, that you were invited to a lot of parties, but didn't want to go. Then, what technology you have to watch it, how big your TV is. I, I forgot about the food I ordered, too. My bad. So, yeah. Gold-dusted... Uh, Something. Gold dust the wrestler? <laughs> I said something. Jesus. I couldn't think of a single food that would be a potential. I was talking about like gold. Go along my bit. Golden Cross is pretty good. I just, I didn't have one local. Near you me. had some Jamaican beef patties. I would have loved some Jamaican ba- beef patties last night. That would have been amazing. Oh, I'd love some right now, yeah. frankly. But where did you, uh, so you didn't watch it live. You watched it in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Lord Han? Uh, yeah, I guess I, I also have to say that, you know, I'm very popular. I also get offers. Um, I didn't get an offer from uh, Podnom, which is fine. I hosted at my friend's apartment that I'm dog-sitting with uh, for. I had a bunch of friends come over, and uh, yeah, it was nice. I mean, it seems like Enam said that he didn't, he wasn't having the party, he was invited, so it sounds like you're the one who should have invited him if you were having people here. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you right now, Drew. Okay, and from my perspective... Listen, I'm very popular also. I'm sh- I think I was invited to a lot of parties. The, the mail didn't get to me probably, the Ravens, because, mm. again, I had to flee Casterly Pod like a year ago. And even if I did get any of these invites like in my hands, I probably wouldn't have gone anyway because it could be dangerous for me out there. There's clearly must be assassins on my trail. So that's the only, you know, that's not an excuse or anything, but that's why I just watched it home. And now that, now that I'm hiding out in the West Coast, I found a live stream for this bad boy. Yeah, I'm a bit of a, a rule breaker. I, I, I'm not paying for HBO now. I just found a free stream online at 6 o'clock here. And it's like I'm getting used to all this stuff now. Like the, the games, whatever, uh, basketball games, 9 o'clock over there. Were you guys in New York? No, it'll be 6 o'clock for me. Same with Thrones. So it was weird. It was kind of weird, though, watching with the sun up and everything, the new episode. But I do feel um, like that would throw me off. It was a little weird. Like I said, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. It was uh, different, but I had to watch it as soon as possible. Even though I've been down on the show a little bit, as you guys know, it's still like such an event that it's like making makes me excited. And I don't want to have to wait. Uh, I was getting nervous at first because the stream was like before I turned it on, like half an hour before they're playing the the previous episode leading up to it. And I was like pausing a little bit. I was like, oh, this sucks. If it, like 
stop. I thought I was going to stop right when the show started, but luckily it, it held up the whole way through. I basically watched it live, as far as I can tell. And yeah, and I didn't have to avoid being on Twitter or any, you know, on the internet for three hours or four hours or whatever, so. Nice. And that was good. And I'm just a lunatic, so, you know, of course I'm going to sit at home uh, trying to get the show right away, putting up illegal feeds and going it's effective. if I don't get it. Yeah. Now, that being said, what did you guys think of, in broad strokes, without going into detail of specific things, what was your overall impressions of the new episode, the premiere? Did you enjoy it? Etc. You know, because of our conversation last week, and specifically you guys t- referencing the writing, the first 20 minutes were kind of unbearable with Danny and, and Snow for me. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. It was how to train the dragon scene, just animation, and it's like, oh, you're not riding, I can't ride a dragon. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I just want some hell fire. I would say that was maybe the middle 20. I would say first. Like, that wasn't the very start, right? I mean, they arrived in Winterfell. They had their, basically, the whole time there. Of, no, that was definitely the first 15, 20 minutes because they were they were just getting side, uh, Daenerys getting side-eyed and stuff. And in regards to details, we'll get into that. But, I, I mean, the first 20, 30 minutes, I learned some stuff, but I wasn't feeling it, you know? I just, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I had no expectations on it, but, like, at the same time, maybe it's because you guys had some subconscious in my... And maybe you canceled my brain on how to process this show and... I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. So oh, all right, but don't blame us now. If you if you thought one thing, it's just what you thought. No, no, no. I, I'm sure you guys and you know uh, incepted some some bullshit into my my head. So thank you. That's sarcasm, yeah, by the well, way. <laughs> well, to be fair, I feel like it was mostly me, not Eric, because like if you didn't listen to our discussion last week on the podcast, the preseason discussion. Or the past couple episodes of Small Council I've done in general. I've been really down on the writing and annoyed with how logistics are kind of out the window for the sake of different things. But Eric, I feel like, is more fine with that or glossing over it, like, is looking for different things in the show. Is that not the case, Eric? Or No, that's pretty accurate. And I was fine with the episode yesterday. Um, I thought it was, like, a, one of the best six preamble episodes. And on the preamble episodes, I always find are pretty good. I liked every one of the Arya reintroductions, the yeah. reunions. There we go. I even thought the shit with the dragon was kind of cute. It was nice. I appreciated the parallel the parallel to the his season two arc when he's coming back uh, with the wildlings and he and he and Grit go into the cave. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I just appreciate like the, the structural setting things up. There's an architecture that you can see that's in place, and it's still doing the thing that all great works do, which is reference other pieces of themselves to show spins on the different things. I, I, I had a good time. Yeah. So from my perspective, I, there was a lot of parallels to earlier seasons in this one. We'll get into them. but Especially the intro scene with the kid running around. So Yep, that was one of them for sure. But from my perspective, so I was the most down on the show going into this, at least in terms of the writing. I thought it's hard for me to separate, so I did go back and kind of, I was telling you guys off the air, but after watching it live yesterday, this morning I went back and like kind of watched it again i didn't completely sit down and watch the whole thing again but i kind of like scrubbed through it a little bit took a second look at a few scenes kind of saw how it was structured last night when i was watching it it might just be because you know it's been so long even though i i did lower my expectations as well going into this one but just because of the whole thing surrounding it i was having a pretty good time watching it yesterday i wasn't getting too annoyed at a lot of things 
couple things for sure, but for the most part, I was feeling like it was better than anything from season seven, writing-wise at least. Anything. Pretty much. I thought it was the best written episode in a while. Like, had the least amount of stupid things in a while. Mm. But also, it wasn't written by Benioff or Weiss, the two main guys, so... I feel like the other writers, they, they only get, like, one episode each season, usually. They, I usually like their episodes a little better from the writing perspective as well, but, so, it's one of the, the other writers, so it might be part of it. But going through it the second time a little bit, then that's why I started get started getting annoyed at some things again. But I just think that I'm going to try to, like, keep my expectations as low as possible, and I think I'll enjoy it more. And just kind of, like, I, I got to kind of treat it for the spectacle of what it is, I think. Like, I it... it, it I was getting the vibe yesterday of, like, a, the Super Bowl or, like, something crazy, like, some huge, yeah. like, event. And we talked about it with the whole monoculture discussion last episode, too, which was a good discussion, I think. That's why I was kind of saying last week, like, I hope this isn't the last show or thing like this, because, like, I, I do, like, get into it still and then go on Twitter for two hours after looking at the, like we said, trending topics or looking. I love seeing all the memes and stuff. I know, yeah, some people aren't into them, I guess, but, like, I can get, like, a secondary enjoyment out of this, even when the product itself is lacking or leaves things to be desired. But but I would say I like it a long, super long way of saying that I, I mostly like the episode. I, I don't know. To go back to you, Lord, um, was the dragon scene the main issue you had with the episode, or you thought it was too slow in general, the episode, or what? So... Yeah, I, I did see some people saying it was slow. Online. Yeah, I felt. I think it was. I felt it was slow. Um, maybe because I'm okay with this show as well closing out, so I want loose ends to be tied up immediately. And I, I know logically it doesn't make sense, and in the storyboard it doesn't make sense. You need to you need to show some stuff, you know, to set up the other episodes coming forward, right? So as opposed to just like a plot twist or whatever. But I did feel. By the end of it, I was like, man, that that was like a great setup preamble episode. That was a great setup episode, especially with Bran saying, waiting for an old friend. I was like, this is fucking baller. Like, I love the fact that they, they fucking assassin create Jamie with the hood there. And uh, as E-Nam's rocking some, some hoodie right now. Is that in tribute to Jamie or what's going on with uh, that? It's out, of res- it's out of respect for an absolute legend. No one in the show looks as pretty as Jamie as consistently. He just looks nice. Yeah. Like, he, no, he's, he's a nice he's, man. He's, yeah, I want to lay with him. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> he has pretty much lost his Lannister blonde hair, though, at this point. He's, he's like, a straight brunette now. Like, he's, his hair is almost as, it's almost as dark as yours in that scene yesterday. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's probably the first time where I could probably say, like, wow, I could be Jamie Lannister. One day I could be him, you know, because he looked like a person of color. You're just dark as fuck right there. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far. But, but uh, also, uh, Lord Hand, up top you might be resembling the, the Jamie outfit, but I think from the from down below you're you're rocking the brand look with your uh, your recent injuries and your uh, incapacitation. That's right. I have uh, recently been crippled. Um, I am now both a cripple and a broken thing. I've yet to become a bastard, but uh, we'll, we'll see if we get there. That also was my favorite meme of the night. If we wanna, if we wanna talk about which of the memes, since this is the last time we'll be a monoculture together. Nobody, literally nothing. Brand just creepy staring, uh, and they do it with like pictures of cats and other things. One time, yep. getting a little meta, the picture was a picture of Drogon, which is a different meme from that episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was cute. Yeah, that was my favorite meme as well. I mean, it was the end of the episode as well, so that's probably what people are jumping on. But there was, uh, yeah, I saw plenty of good ones. For the look Jamie was giving to you, not just Brand. But, um, yeah. So, and if we're talking parallels, we brought up a little bit already. That was a huge parallel, which I like. I, I mean, this was 
probably one of the best parts of the episode to me that because like it was good i did like how paralleled the the end of the first episode of the show in general right yeah and it's like we are officially in in the end portion like this is the coda of uh, of everything like we're getting to the finale soon so things have to start folding back in on themselves bits of symmetry that we that we had we as an audience have been looking for like we're gonna have to start getting those faster and faster which will be fun and you know like you said the first scene of the episode was the whole procession into winterfell i like that scene as well even though they got everyone together pretty clumsily in my opinion based on the last season it still was really fun to see all these characters together especially when Arya's watching all the people she knows coming in like seeing her reaction but the parallel right was the little kid it was kind of like how Arya was in the first episode too when robert's procession was coming in and all that right so yeah opened and closed with that type of thing i feel like i mean to bring it back to the first episode and symbolically and winterfell is the audience's at least the first time people are viewing in the audience's home right you know whether you choose the other families and stuff but this is a, the introduction it's the starks it's the north it's everything what game of thrones started as and is what you look for in clues but to to have a little parallel into it way i felt this episode is and what it could be in the potential is the way we wanted the starks to come back together as i'm not speaking for everyone but just i guess just for the people that love the protagonist starks they wanted everyone to be happy again and and unified so it's almost like these guys had game one to win in the NBA playoffs and they celebrated it slowly or they won the first round, but they know they have the second round and third round coming up of battle. So like you got to see them enjoy and embrace and all these things, but now it's fuck that noise. There's no more embracing. It's just going to be hell and, and ice fire, I guess. So, (laughs) well, the main characters know that stuff, but like all the tangential people, like all the northerners and stuff we saw, they're reacting to everything. Like everyone still doesn't exactly know the threat, or, or they might not literally have the the capability to really like. I mean, people are freaking out seeing the dragons, uh, re- realistically. So, right, these like peasants and stuff, and even though their house is in the north, I don't think they can even like comprehend that, like what's really about to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, well, and that's also a hallmark of a lot of this kind of fantasy fiction where, like, when the big bad comes, when the sky is literally falling, there are a bunch of people who don't believe you, and there are a bunch of people like Cersei who believe you but are going to work against you anyway. Like, that, that's all pretty classic, I think. Yeah, so, obviously the main thing being set up right now, I would say, at least in Winterfell, is the tension, like I kind of said, between the Northerners and Danny's people, and then personified by Sansa and Danny having... You know, Sansa having an issue with Danny. I don't really know what the answer is because, like, I do think Sansa is right with everything she basically said, especially about, like, how we're going to feed all these people and stuff. But then John says, like, you know, nothing matters about King's titles and things, which is true, but there still has to be some kind of even ground, right, just because how the world is. Like, you have to... I don't know. Who, who do you side with more in this whole thing? Between the two? Yeah, I mean, I guess between, like... Do you, who, who do you think should be in charge, I guess, is, is a question. Like, who do you think would do the best? Because on one hand, I would say John's right when he says, like, it doesn't matter who's king or whatever, or, or if there is a throne or whatever, like, the only thing is surviving, right? But... I mean, his... his lot, is, he the be- is he or Danny the best to actually lead, or would someone else do better? Right, and, you know, we, the whole... Pre- one of the, the noted things that I, I observed, and I'm, I'm sure many people is, is the line is... 
uh, Sansa is the smartest person I know. And Arya said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also Sansa calling out Tyrion's like, I used to think you were the smartest, you know, little person yeah. I know or knew. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think she had that qualifier of little person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she probably did. Uh, tiniest. She said tiny, something like that. No, I think she said you. I thought you, I used to think you were the cleverest man alive. Oh, and yeah, that's all she said. Like I was an idiot. No, I, I think he slandered his uh, his handicap immediately. I think he got dunked on hard enough as it is. They didn't need to. She didn't need to throw in the. Uh... But like, you know, all the advice that's been given by Tyrion, and then all the actions I think that Sansa and decisions that she's made. I don't think she's made many mistakes because she's alive you know uh, and her ambitions may have been misdirected or misguided at one point or another with the whole joffrey situation but you're young and dumb i would totally want to date a young blonde king too if i was sansa so uh a feature king um so i think the intelligence aspect of it and putting a really couple lines about that is super super a way to argue that sansa uh, is the smarter one in terms of her logic for you know immediate uh, immediate life like right now in terms mm-hmm. but John obviously represents and Daenerys rep- represents a whole world the whole universe you know uh, that logic it can't be ignored either but like I think for the sake of the whole show right now I I think Sansa is the person that and and Tyrion they're technically still married right. I think the, the the marriage is annulled because they didn't consummate, uh, so it's not it's not. So it's they're in limbo. They're like uh, they. I guess they could have sex and then they would be married finally. I yeah, I don't know what the ruling is on that. I don't think that's gonna happen. So is there is there an I mean I I wouldn't put it. Past well, she obviously anything. got married between them since then as a forced again, but but he's dead now. So maybe there's still a shot for Tonza. So you're know. saying there's a chance. Yeah, I'm rooting for Tanza. Um, yeah, and I think it's really important that like we get to see Sansa because like obviously she would be a, be the better ruler. She she'd be we, like we know because they tease it for two seasons that she would be a better ruler than John, but she's not going to get to be. Um, and I think she'd be a better ruler than uh, Danny, but based on Danny literally living out the Iraq yeah. War on the other side of the ocean before she came over, doing everything wrong by design, obviously, uh, with the writers. But like I think that's probably the point and and i think everyone kind of knows this it's just like people like Tyrion, like sansa like even sam they're going to have as shitty a time at the end of the world as everyone else as as all of the superheroes that are out there fighting but the thing this show does is like focus on literally everyone and like make sure that it has complete complete characters with satisfying arcs and not just a bunch of people who just like suddenly it's season five and sansa can do magic because that's important to, to look at too there are people who are not the prince who was promised or have stake in this. Yeah, I guess it depends, like, how... It, it does seem like she would be the best ruler if the world was going to continue, like, how it has been in Westeros and whatever, but it doesn't seem like that's the case with this whole kind of apocalypse, right? So, and if you even look at the role models kind of she's had, even though they're bad people like Cersei and... Sorry, Eric, like Cersei. And, <laughs> uh, and Littlefinger and, and stuff, these people were, like, her main and kind of for lack of a better word, yeah, role models and, like, how to be smart and how to scheme and everything and rule. So, but, obviously, Littlefinger's dead, and he, and he died because of mostly because of Bran finding out stuff magically. And then Cersei, is, it seems like, well, she thinks she'll be able to... 
her enemies will just get wiped out by the White Walkers, then she'll be able to beat them, but that seems unlikely, so it's like the way these people wanted the world to work was the way it was working, and they were winning, but now it's it's like a whole different ballgame, right? Like, And you might need like, the dragons or whatever, but... Well, you definitely need the dragons. But uh, I want to talk... Let's talk about the dragon riding scene, too, because you already brought that up as a, lo- a low point for you, Inan. But also, I agree with you saying, like, Danny is being kind of stupid here, and Tyrion, both of them, I think, but is... On one hand, you could say, like, the dragons should be there because they can burn up the, right, the whites and everything, right? But obviously, they already got one of the dragons on their side. Couldn't they just get the other ones at this point? Like, it's definitely a possibility, right, that the Night King could get one or both of the other dragons as well the same way so it's like almost having atomic bombs like they're so powerful in this world that if they could get into the wrong hands it, it can end the world so you think it would be better for them not to be there i don't i don't know the answer well i mean i don't know if i'm gonna i'm definitely not gonna answer your question directly only because i feel like there is some propaganda anti-dragon in this episode one they're selfish they're not you know they're not eating right they're being stubborn they're being babies they need to be coddled by john and daenerys uh and flown out to another place like mcdonald's or whatever the fuck they want to do to eat and, get a make goat yeah exactly in addition to that you know they're taking away food from the village as you know uh, as you mentioned before how are they gonna figure out the logistics and, and, and economics yep. but also they were they're definitely symbolic of what it is to be privileged and from the south because you got these dragons that literally played a part in my boy Sam crying and finding out that his his brother was toasted like like a motherfucker. You know, his dad he was like whatever. Harley toast. Yeah, yeah. And you know the thing is me knowing the characters but not I'm sure, like, a lot of people, knowing that, you know, Sam's parent and dad and brother died, but not really thinking about it at the time when, when that scene happened, that how Sam was going to be affected by that, uh, obviously <laughs> upsetting. The dragons have just been doing a lot of terrorist act, you know? I think they, you know, yeah. maybe I'm just upset at the dragons. I think they just need to go. I mean... Uh... And look, even, even before... When Sam, obviously, he didn't hate his brother, so he's upset about that. But even when he obviously did hate his father, but even if you hate your father and he wronged you, you still don't want to hear that your, like, best friend's new girlfriend, like, killed him anyway. Like, it's still pretty Yeah, awesome, yeah, right? that makes it awkward so. awkward during dinner. And, you know, if they have a, you know, a ceremony or a reception, like, where's he going to sit? Is he going to sit, like, one seat down and just see this bitch that killed this <laughs> you know and and, and also like yeah. it, it, come on Din- Daenerys and this is another thing back to the writing I guess or convenience of whatever to have this scene but wouldn't you think Danny would um get, get a little intel like she she went there with that the purpose of like praising Sam right thanking him for saving her man it couldn't have obviously couldn't have gone any worse for her <laughs> like shouldn't someone have been in your ear saying like that's Tarly you know like get do a little uh, research ahead of time before you make your you're supposed to be the queen you know she's so cocky is the thing like and she always yeah, has yeah. been like yeah. it's always worked out for her in the past but like she goes into this conversation she doesn't know who the fuck sam is mm-hmm. i'm just like oh uh yeah i regret to inform you that your father and uh brother were being real assholes so i just killed them i'm the queen like what are you gonna fucking do about it which is yeah. Definitely going to make a lot of trouble. Another thing that's going to make trouble for her before this is all said and done is the thing we have not talked about yet somehow, which is we got the reveal, or I mean, John got the reveal. Like, he knows now. Right. 
Uh, well, before we talk about that, since you did say like how cocky shit, I did want to talk a little bit about how that like to me this episode could. I think it was called just called Winterfell, but yes, I, I wrote down that it could have been called Hubris because mostly exemplified by Daenerys, but a lot of the characters in general are exhibiting a huge amount of hubris to me in this episode. That's like ridiculous in some levels, given what's going on. And I really think. I hope at least that like pride comes before the fall somewhat for some of these people because they deserve it, frankly, in my opinion. especially Danny. But even like Jamie coming rolling up at the end, he, thinking he could just roll up and like it'll be cool with everyone. Even if Bran, there's no way for him to know Bran was alive. That's fine. Even without knowing that, it's not like he brought his whole army. So he's a one-armed like soldier that already screwed a bunch of people over here. That's very hubristic, I think. The way Arya acts in general, although hers is a little more backed up at least, but. I don't yeah. know if there's other examples, um, again, mostly from Daenerys, but... Um. Yeah, at least to your point, like, these people are gonna get their comeuppance. It's about to go very badly for a lot of people. We know that, like, Miguel Sabachnik directed the third and fifth episodes, so those are gonna be enormous battles. He's the guy who directed Hard Home, he's the guy who, who directed Battle of the Bastards. And it comes too early in the season for those to be decisive in any way. Like, people are gonna fucking start dropping very quickly. And I expect it to be some of these people that we're talking about as being a little arrogant. Oh, and I guess Cersei, of course, too, could be thrown at him. Even Tyrion, all of the three main Lannisters really are acting, yeah, too. Because Tyrion's making dumb moves, too. Like Sansa even said, like, you you actually believed her. Like, he's being a Oh, yeah. Idiot. Is that what happens I don't know what they... when it's the end of the world? Do we just all give up our, you know, our, I guess our common sense and we just be like, yeah, you know... Everything's good now. Let's just, you know, let's just make peace with everything until until the White Walkers kill us. Are you trying to draw a real world parallel? Uh, I mean, if zombies were coming to uh, to Brooklyn right now, my mindset would be probably more up like on guard about shit. Like people are in riots. Uh, if someone uh, got arrested and you know there's riots over it, they would start breaking into CVS sometimes. You know, just to steal needs now like what if zombies were coming and i know the police or anyone's not gonna be able to stop them i'm gonna be on super on guard right now i'm gonna train my dogs bob and bruce how to attack and make sure they're ready and i'll tell jen you know hold the kitchen knife and get ready too like my guard would be up i don't know i don't know why Tyrion, who is the smart i still think he's the smartest he can be an idiot with this mistake but like why why would he go through that? And why John is, you know, in denial about things right now. And, you know, the, the smartest people in the room are the youngest ones, you know? Bran. Of course, yeah. Oh, What's-her-name yeah. is always is always popping off to Lady Mormont, but... Yeah. Although, Obi, Obi's a dumbass because he got shredded like a motherfucker. Who? <laughs> that, you know, another kid burning, which is what I wanted. Oh, the Umber boy. Umber, yeah. Obi. What were you calling him, I, Obi? I, I think his name was Obi, Obi like Obi Trice. I didn't get his name. Oh, his name was Ned, yeah, because they always kill everyone named Ned. It's a curse. Yeah, yeah. Ned Umber. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can talk about that scene, too, but, um, I mean, yeah, in the real world of zombies or whatever happened, uh, you like to think that you would try to work together with your fellow man, but, yeah, maybe you would just fight over something stupid and, like, and get screwed over. That's probably as well. I mean, that's kind of what the I mean, she's, point is, she's I hiring a, a, one of their best friends to assassinate them now. I mean, like... Cersei. Yeah, I mean... Well, what do you guys think about that? Yeah. What's that supposed to be setting up? That Bran's not gonna... I mean, the whole story with Bran, the whole show, has kind of been... He's a sellsword. He only cares what's in his best interest. 
is it going to be like, so he does, so he's going to try to kill them? I don't really see it. I mean, it seems like his arc is to be, I care about something more than that, right? Or, you know. Yeah, exactly. He finally cares about something more than material. He, he He's going to go up there. He's going to meet with Jamie instead of trying to kill him. And, like, he's going to become a hero. He will fight in one of these battles. And, I mean, I was even thinking that there's because they they did bring up again in the scene he was in with the horrors about how he he's like i'm the only man who ever shot at a dragon before so is that trying to foreshadow that he's gonna get another shot at the ice dragon maybe with the weapon again or something like that that sounds awesome i hope that happens yeah that could be good but do you but is he actually because they didn't say in the scene like go north and kill them what he said was if they do come back in the unlikely event that they do come back kill them then like come back south but do you think he's actually just gonna ignore that and just go up north anyway or is he going to be at this battle, or is it, would that even make sense? Of course, they can do whatever they want. I'm assuming Theon's going to be at the battle, even though that doesn't really make sense either, but logistically, but... I genuinely believe he will be at one of those battles, yeah. Well, you're certain that there's going to be two main battles, because there's obviously clearly going to be a Winterfell one coming up short, I think in episode three, I guess, yeah. Because even the preview, I don't know, did you guys watch the preview for episode two? Yeah. So it seems like next up, episode two is going to... It seems like the battle's probably going to start right at the end, or it's going to lead right into it, so... Yeah. What's the... I guess the second battle would then be... Are you just assuming because the the director is, or... Yeah, I'm assuming that, and also based on intel that other people are assuming it. Other people who are smarter than me. I mean... Okay. Well, I mean, you think they're going to go south because of Cersei's army now. They're going to have to fight them, or whatever. I don't know if they're going to have to fight Cersei's army, but they're definitely going to have to go south, because they're going to lose the Battle of Winterfell. Right. Do you think there's... So they introduced this whole new Golden Company, which is something from the books. By the way, I was thinking about this actor that's playing... I think the guy's name is Harry Strickland, which is also kind of a funny, anachronistic name that they use. They use some things like that. George R. R. Martin likes that sort of thing, I guess. But whoever that actor is playing him had to be like, hell yeah, I got it in just under the wire, baby. Like, I got one of the last new roles for this massive show. Like, he had to be pumped, but... Yeah, and he's definitely going to be important, too. Um, I've heard some other podcasts talk about the Targaryen or the anti-Targaryen heritage of the Golden Company, and they wouldn't just introduce him for no reason, I think. Well, they might. Here's the thing. I mean, we could talk about some book stuff. I know Inam won't be happy with that, but I would think, like, if it was going to be a really well-written show, I would think, yeah, they'll they'll pull that thing from the book. Just to fill you in real quick, Inam, this Golden Company that they introduced, they're, like, the most infamous sellsword company. They only fight in Essos, pretty much. But they were founded by a, ba- a Targaryen bastard back a couple hundred years before, when the Targaryens still ruled. One of the king, one of the Targaryen kings, legitimized one of his bastards and gave him a family sword and everything, and it started basically a civil war. And so the the people that started the Golden Company, theoretically, at least in the books, the Golden Company could want when they when they ever come to Westeros, they could actually be in the mindset like we're just gonna take over and rule. Like so. If they're going to go, I don't know if there's even time with five episodes left to even get into something like that, but theoretically they be, could be coming over just to betray Cersei and overthrow her. Or what's probably more likely, in my opinion, is they it's the show runners just taking a name from the book, but it's really just going to be a, a deus ex machina to keep Cersei alive, you know, in the battle. Like, you know, that's what I think, probably. Well, I don't know what you think, Eric more likely it's that i could also see them coming north to be a part of the big coalition that eventually beats the white walkers because we all know the good guys are going to win somehow um it's probably not gonna be a happy ending it's not gonna look like what we expect but like there needs to be enough 
the army of the dead has more than a hundred thousand people and they're about to get a lot more at the battle of winterfell like there needs to be enough like literal human beings capable of fighting them i just see that as kind of a, a pieces getting moved into place for when they do eventually you know whether cersei's already dead at that point or whatever um but when they all do need to team up to like actually start paying attention to the end of the world okay yeah uh, yeah that's probably right I mean, it'd be interesting. I hope the White Walkers have some purpose other than just, like, zombifying everyone, wanting to kill all humans. Like, I hope they have something more that's, like, going to be... I mean, how do they not? Or whatever. I mean, with that last episode with only reference to them with uh, killing that Umber boy who deserved that shit. And then lighting him... Harsh. Yeah. uh, I mean, they had the seven whatever is lined up with their arms or whatever, but there were seven of them. Right. Well, they keep showing this symbol throughout the whole show. Right. I think it was even from the first episode. So that's another parallel to the first season or episode. Right. Mm-hmm. But we've never, and this is not, I don't think it's, I think this is like a show only thing. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember anything from the book that was talking about these different symbols like they keep repeating. So I don't know if there is a purpose that's going to be told to us about that. Yeah, I hope there is as well. But Well, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to do this to you, but I did get a spoiler on another podcast, or listening to another podcast. Um, what? That there is a spoiler out there um, about, it's not going to spoil that much, but there is a discussion of motivations in an interview with the character who plays the Night King. Oh, well, I, I mentioned that before, yeah. Last episode about... Uh, yeah, you did, that's right. But is it, yeah. Eric, is it anything specifically about the symbols they keep showing, yeah. or just in general? No, uh, they don't. They don't really mention anything about the symbols. Um, I know Benioff and Weiss have said some things in some of the preview things, explanations after with the showrunners and shit. They're just like, yeah, those are symbols. It links them to the first men, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you get the spiral symbol and the eye symbol that keep coming up. I haven't gotten any spoilers about that, but there is just like one line in that interview that I mentioned regarding the Night King. Yeah, that was an Entertainment that, that Weekly. That would affect this conversation. Enter- yeah. Entertainment Weekly interview. And then the symbols actually, if I remember... Uh, on his sword or on the whatever the holster of his sword that the symbols are on there and you can see that in the cover issue of the entertainment uh, weekly with him so you can oh well yeah so that's that is magnified now and i think i mean literally that scene where they they come in and there's a whole bunch of blood and they ask the questions what does he want they're focusing that narrative saying like well you know they're not just trying to, you know, add more to their squad necessarily. There is a agenda here, and and I don't know, okay. you know, in terms of the second episode, are we going to find that out more, or is it going to be that third episode, like you guys said, with the battle, where we won't find out until there's some killings? I, I would prefer to find out a little bit more about what it could be as opposed to just it happening and being like, oh, that's what he wanted, you know? Yeah. And by that, are you saying that if we find that out at the... Ba- I mean, it could be the case that they have the battle and we still don't know what it is till like, the last episode or something. I mean, whatever he does in the battle might not necessarily tell us. Oh, he doesn't do shit happens. in battles other than throw a, throw a spear and... I mean, whatever he has, people do. <laughs> he's a lazy-ass <laughs> king. I mean, he's... <laughs> All right, so I guess we... I mean, we've talked about her a little bit, but Eric, do you want to go into the Cersei storyline any more than we have? No, we, I don't need to say, I don't need to say much more about my girl. Um, she had, what, two, maybe three scenes. Um, she delivered well, great dialogue very well. I was very satisfied with it. She's great. I love her. As with the rest of the episode, it's all just kind of setting her up for whatever moves she's going to make, um, which will never be excited, as exciting as what she does in Winds of Winter. But, you know. 
I have a question for the Cersei expert here on the show. So when Euron was like, yo, shorty, what up? And Cersei's like, yeah, you know, you can't step to me at all. Like, you're not even on my on my level. And Euron's like, but you know you want this dick. And Cersei, and then as he's walking up, you know, as she gives him the green light with a head nod, apparently, while she's thinking about elephants, <laughs> she, then, the, you know, the mountain steps up and starts looking at him. And Euron's walking past him. Why didn't Euron and Cersei ask the mountain to jump in on that action? I mean, that was that's what I was hoping for. You know, wow, what a long walk for that one. Holy shit! Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I had to play it back. I was just re- rehashing the whole thing in my head. But like, it would have been nice. You know, we saw one three way with Bronn and or was it three way or four way? But I- uh, well, that one got interrupted. But uh, maybe for good because Kyle Kyber did say that she had the pox or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, she'll be dead within a year. Another thing Kyron said, which I think plays into this, if we're taking you know I'm joke seriously, um, is that he has <laughs> one desire, and that is to protect the queen. Yeah. Also, Euron was getting kind of needy as it was. Like, am I better than Robert? Am I better than Jamie? All this, like, he doesn't want to compete with the big mountain as well. You know? Right, right. I mean, I do think. I, sorry, go ahead. Either. I I think uh, I think the mountain's secretly a little spoon anyway, so it doesn't doesn't really matter. I don't think anyone's big enough to get around <laughs> to get to be able to big spoon him. Maybe one of the the giant Ky- giants. Kyburn could shrink him down a little bit, you know, for 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 one night elixir. Wow. What about the Cersei yarn thing? I did like that. There is obviously I think Cersei. Well, first she's gonna pin the baby on him. That was pretty clearly set up. Yeah. And she, so she was using him to some extent, but I do. I I think she'll still try to have him killed after that, of course. So it's kind of going to... But I do, like... Basically, I'm saying they're kind of at a standstill about this, like, sex pact or whatever. Like, she didn't probably want to do it, but... I do like that she still has some repercussions for her actions or, like, has to do some... Because ideally, she would probably want to pin the baby on him but not even bang him at all and just have him killed. But I like how there's at least some... Yeah, like I said, repercussion or, like, some consequence for how she... She can't literally do anything else. I don't know that, like, having sex with Euron Greyjoy, who, by the way, is the most certain character that is going to die. You're, you're right about that. I don't think well, that's I, a that's consequence. Not I, said, but okay. I don't think that's a consequence of any of her actions. I mean, Cersei's always been horny. But I didn't really think she was into it. Like, I didn't really think she really wanted to. I don't know. She's intrigued by him, probably, I would say. I don't think that she, like, is gonna fall in love with him. But again, she's just, like, horny. Like, people, people fuck. Alright, I mean, I guess I read the scene a little differently. I didn't really think she won. I think she just felt like she had to do it, and then she's going to use it anyway with the pregnancy thing, but mm. I didn't really get the sense. I know she was like, you're the most arrogant man ever, I like that, but I didn't really buy that being true. I feel like she doesn't want any man, like, she wants, she literally just wants to be in charge by herself and, like, yes. only have sycophants around, which is basically what she has set up. But also about Euron, so he did get it, get what he wanted now, too, so... I know you're saying he's going to die. I'm sure he probably will, but I think it would be kind of funny if he just bounced and, like, left the show and was just never seen again. Like, unexplained you know, unexplained departure? <laughs> not unexplained. It's just, like, he got what he wanted, now he's sailing away. Also because he lost his his captive as well, his, his niece, which that, for me, was probably the, the highlight or technically the low light of the episode and the fact that that's another just convenient writing thing that I hate where like way too easy for Theon just to come in and rescue her and like 
Uh, also, are, are they writing Yara off the show? Is that the last we're going to see of her? It seems like possibly. I don't... Like, they, she had her goodbye with Theon, and, like, does she even have any other role to play? Yeah, she'll be back. Yeah. Well, because she said that... But it seems pretty clear that they're, they're going to get fucked up north. And then Yara said, like, oh on the islands Danny has somewhere to go then to retreat to so I thought maybe they're setting that up but but also though it seems like they're gonna go down to King's Landing right I don't know you mean the army of the dead's going to King's Landing or just the people the survivors from the battle that be retreating which I assume Danny will be one of I mean I wouldn't mind if she died at this point either but I don't think it's gonna happen fair that's another thing I'd like her to die in the battle like uh Danny I, I don't know I just want these twists like not just for the sake of twists but like I want the non-predictable things to happen. And, like, how crazy would that be if Daenerys doesn't make it to the end of the show? Well, there's only one problem with that is, like... Well, actually, no, it would be a good thing. I agree with you. Is because then Sir Jorah Mormont would be friend-zoned by Jon Snow, right? Immediately. That's how that works, right? Like, Jon Snow wouldn't want anything to do with him. You're saying Mormont would move his affections to Jon Snow? Yeah. And his then, unrequited affection? And then he would be friend-zoned immediately, just, like, putting off his he just has a targaryen fetish <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean i i want to just revisit that one scene though when you know when the reveal and sam is like okay. yo your, your girl's a bitch she fried my brother and also you a king and just like dropping so much on him at once and then he deflected i forgot what he said he didn't really acknowledge well he, he kind of deflected it by saying like you're saying my honorable father lied to me my whole life for this is true. Yeah, daddy this. issues, right? I mean, I don't know how they're actually going to prove it to him. I mean, I guess because Bran can just is magic, but do people believe like, in Bran? I guess. I mean, I, I and Sam found some like um, something from the book or whatever. But uh, practically speaking, I don't know how they're going to like. How are the people going to react to this news? Of like, are they going? Because also they didn't want a Targaryen, right? They wanted the king in the north. Oh, uh, well, I, which they thought was a Stark. But I think I know what's going to happen, and. You know, you talked about Danny could be dying. I think Sam's going to be fed to the dragon. I mean, she doesn't want to lose that power. She just, I mean, and, and there's not enough food. You know, there's a fat joke in there. So, for sure. I think I think uh, Sam's going straight to, which, what's the name of the two dragons? Drogon and the other one? Drogon and... Shogun. No, that's the, well, the, Viserion is the ice dragon now. Oh, the, I'm sorry. The one I that John's road was talking about was fittingly named Rhaegal because he's named after Rhaegar, who is John's father. So there's another connection. Oh, right. I, um, I call them well, I call them Little Weezy and 2 Chains back in the day. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forget which one was which yeah. by, by that, though. Yeah. But let's go back to the dragon. We can go back to this unseen again, but we touched on the dragon thing a few times. In theory, I liked the scene. I, John riding the dragon makes sense. I saw some people online saying it looked really good. I don't, I don't know. I, I still just think they can't really... It still looks fake to me to some extent. Like, yeah, the, the CGI is not great. I just don't think... I'm sure the people that have working on the show are doing the best that's like literally possible. Like, I just... It seems like technology is just still not there for this sort of... Yeah. I agree for anyone. If, if anyone who works on the show happens to ever hear this, I do agree that the technology is at its limits and you probably work very hard and are very brilliant. But let's get to the non-practical part of the scene, but, like, what it means in the story... This is another thing where Danny's just being dumb because, or just extremely hubristic because she's basically acting like she doesn't know that John's a Targaryen. Kind of unclear whether she knows that only Targaryens can ride dragons, if that's even the case. That seems to be the prevailing theory in the world or whatever, in the history of the world of the show. But so not knowing that, she's just going to be like, 
yeah, take a risk. You try riding this dragon. Well, no one else has ever done it besides me in hundreds of years. But yeah, just pop up and do it. Isn't that like extremely, extremely risky? I don't know. I I feel okay about that. I mean, she knows that he can handle her. The dragon's very in tune with her. So she's just so cocky that she thinks she can control the dragons to that extent that they'll just let anyone she wants ride one. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's probably where that came from. Otherwise, it was like ne- laziness and negligence for the writers, but like, whatever. But then at the same tack, is is she not now thinking, oh, wait, he's good at writing this. Like, she's not making any Targaryen connection here either, then it seems like. No, and I think that's because we all know that only a Targaryen, Targaryen can ride the dragon or, or um, not only, but it helps to be. Wait, that's wrong, one. right? I, I was thinking about that, actually. We don't know. They haven't really explained it. Tyrion, Tyrion rode a dragon, and he's not a Targaryen. Oh, well, first he... of all, Tyrion is a Targaryen, but um, that's book shit. Yeah, no, uh, people, other Maybe. people have ridden, the, have ridden those dragons. I just mean, like, those are clearly Targaryen dragons. They're, they're linked to her on a deep, like, magical level. But Tyrion also didn't ride it by himself. John's the only one we've seen ride it by himself. Uh, right. Anyone else we've seen on it has been on with her, so that it, makes sense, I guess. Like, yeah, it's a different thing to pilot a dragon. And I like how they had the nice shot, too. Uh, it was good of the dragon to, you know, uh, of Rhaegal to, to turn to show the people standing on the wall, Tyrion and them, that John was on there. It was good of him to just, like, do a little flip over uh, so everyone got a good look at what was going on. <laughs> but anyway, so... I mean, did you want to go back to that scene? We we talked about it a little bit, but the the Sam and John scene. Or is there any? Well, we still haven't really talked about Arya much. I don't want to wrap this up soon, but um, is that the only main other plot lines we didn't we didn't talk about as much? Or different? Well, I mean, like, what is there to say about Arya right now? I don't know. I mean, her scenes were some of my favorite in the episode, and I do like yeah. where the character is back at after being down on her for a while because where her plot was going. I do think she's too overconfident, probably, but she I guess has some of the best skills of anyone. I feel like between the those two Stark kids, Bran and Arya, it was just a creep off competition, right? Yeah. Like just yeah, Arya showed some warmth and a, a smirk, but like she kept her steady poker face, and you know, like she's got many faces apparently. So you know, I think the fact that both of them have this ability that's that no other Starks have, other than I guess John has some kind of magic in him because he's. He was risen from the dead. Like if that was based on him, or or if she would have been able to re- rise anyone back, it's unclear as well. So maybe he is the he maybe he is the Night King. Who knows? Yeah. About the Arya John scene, I d- did. You guys like? I, I liked the scene overall. I thought it was realistic, kind of their conversation to me. Which one? Oh, at the at the tree. John and Art at the tree. Yeah, that was the only scene together, right? I liked how they were kind of. It felt realistic to me of how like they don't know what's going on in his life so like john would try to like go into like his old what he used to know of like their relationship like they would shit on sansa or whatever you know like but it's not the same anymore so it's not working for him you know what i mean like, <laughs> remember yeah, yeah. remember i'm the cool one your sister's a bitch yeah. you know you know you did say that you guys think that winterfell will, will fall and i did see a youtube video or something read about how this tree is such an important part of everything you know, and the tree is has so many. Re- so, what do you guys think? Because you guys read the books, or what do you just overall think about the tree, and how important it is to like the future of the show or right now? I'm not. I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, so in the book, when Bran is in the cave with the Thread Raven, he actually goes like into the tree and sees basically the. I guess the children of the forest or whoever can look through the trees. 
it's not just that tree. Like, any of the trees, theoretically, you should be able to look through, I guess. But that's one of the only ones left in the world because they got shot down, a lot of them, probably to stop people doing that, but or children of the forest doing that. But I guess in the books, at least, like, a lot of stuff went down at Winterfell throughout history, so there's, like, a lot of stuff to go back and look at. So, like, for example, Bran's looking at something that happened 200 years ago with, like, his relatives, but it might clue him in on how to act in the future or something, or something important for the future. On the show at this point, though, I don't really see how it's going to come into effect. I don't, I don't know. Do you, Eric? No, I don't think. And I will say it is in, it might be important that King's Landing also has a godswood still. But, yeah, I don't see that, that particular tree as being super important. Uh, and I know we've got the crypts in Winterfell that people are really excited to get into, and I think we will a little bit. But... I still don't see a way that, like, in episode three, they have an enormous battle that's going to be, like, more than 70 minutes long at Winterfell, and then there are human beings left in Winterfell afterward. Like, I don't think we're going to get that much out of out of either the, the tree or the crypts. Yeah, I know. I mean, just just literally five episodes left. It's just really hard to see how much could happen. It's hard to see anything new coming in at this point that's not been released. Not spelled out necessarily, but that's not been really laid out already in terms of the world of the show. I mean, again, I guess we did get the Golden Company is new this time, but they've been talked about a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's just not time, in my opinion. I hope the remaining episodes are long, because again, this one wasn't an hour, which most episodes aren't a full hour, but like with only six left in a season, yeah, I'm hoping the rest are longer, the rest of the episodes in this run times are out we could look that up pretty quickly i know a lot of them are supposed to be over 80 minutes no, i'm gonna get disappointed if they're not but yeah there's two of them that were like 80 or one close to 90 and then the last two or three or one of them was like under like 65 i think or something like that i don't know the serious finale no is short no one of them was like short i remember and i was disappointed when i saw that number so i guess it would be this one was only like 52 or something mm-hmm. i think it wasn't full yeah, yeah. Okay, we've got 54, 58, 82, 78, 79, 79. Okay, so uh, uh, would you say the one from next week is 50, 58? 58, so almost a full hour. Almost a full hour. And I think this does count, all, obviously, all the intro and everything and the previously on and all that. Oh, that's something we didn't mention either. The intro definitely got a little bit of an update more than usual, which I thought was pretty cool. I liked how it looked. Yeah, uh, it was a nice change. Literally going through the crypts, and there's not that many locations left, right, obviously, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else? So we went through most most of the plot lines from the episode, I think. I mean, Arya also talked to Gendry and the Hound a little bit, too. That I liked that scene. Yeah, I do like how they stitched, like, the rest of the shit in the episode together with, like, really nice moments between Arya and some other people. And also Sansa and Tyrion. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, I guess we can say uh, what, I mean, we saw the preview, like I mentioned. It seems like Jamie's on trial next week as part of it, and then it's going to be the build-up to how is... Jamie going to get well first of all do you even think I mean that we talked about how they ended the episode but practically speaking Bran shouldn't he's waiting for him but he actually shouldn't care about what ha- what he did right like he's not out for revenge like with how he is now right so no probably not is he gonna tell Jamie like you have a reason for this to all happen or there's some something you have to do or something like that yes genuinely i think so uh and i believe that brand's testimony is probably going to save jamie at the trial danny wants to probably wants to kill him too and stuff and i don't think john really would care either way if he lives or dies probably doesn't really know him right and unless this is a trope that we're specifically subverting like the the great captain like the general who you, you haven't who hasn't been with this army but like needs to be there at the end like that's a thing that just always happens 
Yeah, it seems likely. Well, what else? What else might happen next time? Then I mean, they're still preparing, I guess. Like, uh, it looks like um, it's gonna get lit toward the end, which I'm excited about. I have no idea what the. Do you guys have any guesses? What's gonna happen in the meat of the episode? I think, um, you know, like we see if he not does a joke now. Or no, we know we know, <laughs> we know what Jamie has. Like I talked about it last time on our last episode, our last episode. And how Jamie is coming back full circle to where he started. I feel like Daenerys already used all her timeouts to like burning people and and whatnot. So like all the mulligans. Yeah, all the mulligans. So now like this, Jamie's gonna be symbolically represented as why Daenerys is crazy. You know, like why she's. It's like yo, Jamie. Jamie's good, man. Like we're all chill with Jamie now. It's like no, but like he stole. You know, you he, he saw what he did. He killed killed my dad, you know? Like, she's just going to be going on that same tangent forever for the whole episode, and everyone's like, you know, just, just shut up. Just shut up. I mean, there's a couple things that could happen, I guess. I would assume that the way to get out of it, at least the charge of being the Kingslayer, is, like, what we already know why Jamie did it, right? To save the people, basically. Even though I never told anyone but Brienne. But Brienne's there, too, I guess. She wasn't barely in the episode, but... Is she there? Yeah, I don't think she... She's she, they showed her, but she didn't have a line. But I, but she could come to his defense too, I guess. Not that Danny would care what she says, but I mean, she could just be a voice for him. I guess he could tell, try to tell them himself what he did. It doesn't seem like the type of thing he does. Or Bran could just like be like, "I saw it in the tree." I feel like the whole North likes Jamie more than they like Daenerys at this point right now. You know, like it, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. They don't like it. They certainly don't like either. I don't think. No, no. I mean, if you had to choose a lesson, they know it's, they're more familiar with Jamie's right, right. deeds, which are are negative. So I don't right, know. but if you're, I mean, he didn't kill anyone from the Stark Stark family directly. Uh, he was involved in a lot of. There's blood on his hands. Or hand, sorry. And he didn't kill anyone directly. In season one, he fought with Ned and killed a bunch of. His he put men, a though. he put a knife to his throat, but like that's the way you say hi to people. Apparently in the show, you know, you just put a knife to people's throats or stomach or whatever. So I feel very very excited and energized that Jamie's up there and him and Brand are gonna have a buddy cop movie going on. So I'm I'm about it. I'm excited. And do we think Bran literally stayed up all night outside by himself? Eyes, wait, eyes, wait eyes, eyes open. It seemed like morning. Eyes open. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah Bran stayed pretty boring. He was uh, that that moment was like good to see, but like I I just can't I can't deal with him. There's just not a lot that I don't even fault the actor necessarily. There's just no. not a lot they can do at this point with the way yeah. how he is. Like yeah. And what about you were hating on Sam last time too, uh, Lord Hand? But I, I thought he was. At least had a purpose in this episode, certainly, and his acting was good and everything. I don't yeah, no complaints. So yeah, like I said before, I want to try to keep my expectations low, just to enjoy it, enjoy it like a spectacle. That's what I'm gonna try to do going forward, including next mm-hmm. week. Um, but do you guys have any any closing thoughts here? Just that my expectations are sky fucking high at this point. The uh, opposite way that I'm saying. All right. Unlike you, like watching these like chess pieces get put into place, it's about to happen, and it's about to get it's about to get fucking wild. Um, and I'm really excited. It's lit. That's what you're saying, basically. It's lit. Uh, Lord Num, do you have a final closing statement? I think this show needs to just keep it going on speed right now. Like there, there can't be any more pauses for me because I think I don't know if this has this has anything to do with my interest just completely being shifted i just started watching stranger things because i was bored the night before when there was no playoffs uh, nba on friday and there was 
you know, the countdown for everything for Game of Thrones. So Friday, I was like, yeah, let me just watch Stranger Things. And I watched, like, three episodes to, like, 3 a.m. And I'm really into that show. So maybe right now in current time, unless episode two picks up, I might have to... I might have to start a Stranger Things podcast now and just talk to myself, so I'm not sure. Hitting hitting the zeitgeist as usually now. Yeah. Right right in the heart of what's popular at the immediate moment. Yeah. No, I mean it, it that's that's the thing. Like the the show, the element of surprise is not there anymore right now. We're just scheming, we're just figuring it out. So unless something really throws me off, which I hope episode two does then uh you know then i'm i'm completely back on on with enjoying this relaxing and enjoying as opposed to feeling very stressed and anxiety which i didn't expect to happen actually from episode one so all right yeah i mean surprises sean that's all that's what we want yeah uh, right it was something we haven't seen yeah have a walk on like have someone from another show crossover just jump on there like 11 like, 11 from <laughs> yeah sure 11 and brand you know, hanging out. That would, I'm sure. I'm sure that would go over great with uh, the fan online. Twitter would. Wouldn't, that wouldn't be controversial at all. No, not at all. <laughs> like if Eleven just comes in at the battle and and destroys the Night King tele- telepathically. She, or whatever. she she introduces electricity to to all of Winterfell. Well, that kind of solves the problem. Uh, uh, all right, so uh, I think that'll do it for this edition of the Small Council. We should strive to be back next week post episode two by the way is eric you got the run times but there is there names for all episodes as well or yeah probably i'm gonna need to pull it back up so well that's all right whatever it is next week we're looking forward to it uh we'll be back do subscribe to brooklyn rebound network here for these small council shows as well as some other things we alluded to looks in on the next game starting soon we might do some live potting for that we have nba pods Eric, we have the Misters. I kind of retitled it the Misters, I think. I'm going to go with that. Since we talk NFL a lot, uh, Misters Relevant was called at one point, but uh, we're talking movies and stuff too. So, That's me right. and my Lord Hand on a more casual show where it's not as formal with me being the king. The respect level from Eric to me is still about the same, but at least on this show, I pretend that, you know, I'm, I'm really in charge. But on that one, it's a little more democratic. We talk about whatever we want horror movies, Oscar movies. NFL, a blending of all that stuff. Just stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound Network and you'll get all these fine episodes and listen to the ones you want. All right, I think that's going to do it. So till next time, D- we're out of here. Dilly dilly. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> Pod Boys Productions.